Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Man on the Post Weekend Review. My name is Dave, and this week I am the meat in a brummy sandwich, offering the top side of the bread we have, Simon O'Regan. How are you, Dave? You okay? Oh, fine. Very fine, I think. Um, and the, the other side of the bread, I've forgotten which was the top side and the bottom side now, but the other side of the bread is Chris Cook. Chris, how are you? It'll be, it'll be a two-man show if you call me a brummy ever again. <laughs> Oh, we go through this all the time, right? <laughs> there's like there's like three areas to England, right? There's the north, there's the south, and there's Brummie. Right? You, you'll always be my favourite, Mackham. Oh, no. <laughs> what What are you then? Are you like... What if yum, it, yum. I don't know what that means. No, that's what I eat from Greg's. Like that's, that's the... That's, <laughs> I mean, I've had this conversation with, with Chris on the Extra Time podcast far too many times than, than I care to have, and yeah, let's, let's just move on. You know how long it took me to write up that meat in the brummy sandwich line? <laughs> you don't waste your evenings. Absolutely not. Right. Speaking of men who waste their evenings, Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace uh, were, were defeated 2-1 in the early game on Saturday, where... For my money, Palace were in control, not necessarily of the ball, but of the, of the scoreline, uh, until Jordan Ayew got sent off to a hero's applause. Explain that. Uh, and then Liverpool won 2-1. Um, Palace did all right here, for me, I say, like, the, the lead. Um, first of all, let's talk about the penalty. Um, why did it take, like, forever to award this penalty? This was one of the worst refereeing performances I've seen in a long time. Like, I caught a little bit of this game on Saturday morning, and it was shocking. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a good game to begin with, but you just got everything wrong. You got everything wrong. Like, was, it, was it like two and a half to three minutes? I mean, they carried on before he pulled it back. Oh, I, I thought you were on about how long it took to get to turn, to overturn the penalty in the first half, which I think was about three minutes Oh, yeah, minutes yeah, that took a while as well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, look. There was no rush, was there? I just, it was, it was a really odd refereeing display, not just from the penalty points of view, but I mean, the, the red cards, what? I don't get it. I don't get either of them were yellows. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the first one, he don't, I don't think he actually gets in the way of the ball. Like he's, we all know what he's trying to do, but I mean, there's, there's a challenge in, uh, in your game. Dave, that we'll come on to, I'm sure, uh, you know, later on, which which if, if, if someone's putting in that challenge, and I think, I think you know what I want to doubt, oh, yes. yellow cards, 
yet Jordan Ayew's been sent off for that. It's, mm. it, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense, and it's yeah. one of those that you kind of I I don't believe that there is a conspiracy against anyone, but there's no doubt that certain teams get a rub of the green, and I don't think Mo Salah gets sent off for those two incidents at that game. No, I think I don't think the uh, the punishment fit the crimes like for this. Um, as you say, I mean, our favourite Argentinian from Spurs, who, as you say, will, will come on to, um, probably put in two, or definitely put in two worse challenges um, for one yellow card. Um, like with the law, of course, will come into it. Um, the first one, you know, is he retreating quick enough? Is he stopping the game? Probably, but all right. And then the second one, it's kind of a breakaway turnover possession, but it's, it's nowhere near anything. Like, no. It's maybe a little bit harsh. Yeah, and again, it's it's, it's inconsistency like across. I mean, you see it from game to game on on a weekend. But I mean, last obviously I wasn't on last week, and um, so I don't I didn't expect any of you to pick this up because why would you? But from our game against Bournemouth, Semenyo I think had got booked, and about five minutes later, like pulled not not what are you did like properly pulled someone back as we were breaking and we got a free kick with no booking and you kind of think, how can that not be a second yellow? Yet the foul that I made, yeah, it's a foul, but not every foul is a fucking yellow card. I hope you hold on to that sentiment later on. We're <laughs> 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 talking about players who should get second yellow cards. Oh, we'll, 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 oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to it. <laughs> Uh, the, 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 so this game wasn't great, you know. The, the, you tell me about it was. Roy Hodgson got a yellow card. Uh, I loved it. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm not saying that angry since that time that interview asked him the question off air. <laughs> Goodness me. Yeah, I mean that that should tell you everything you need to know about the referee's performance. You've, you've got Roy acting like that. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you're in the wrong, and Roy's right. I know. Imagine there's two managers on the touchline and you're the dick. And the other one's Jurgen Klopp. Like, <laughs> goodness. Oh yeah, he was proper, proper, proper snipey when he in the on on the touchline during this game. I think every time the camera um, flicked over to him, he was there making some kind of you know funny Jurgen sarcastic comment to the form official as he does. He's definitely gone full bonk. Like, did you see him <laughs> d- d- during the week with uh, oh, God. Marcus Buckland? Dad asked him, your favourite kick-off, 12.30, there you are. Nearly bit his they head off. Get, they do get a lot of them, though, don't they? Like, <laughs> oh, well. They do. Six they've had this season already. Well, you know what? Oh. If Jürgen doesn't like it, he should cancel TNT Sports. That'll show them. <laughs> It's only, it's only because they've got their, their fan base is, is an engaged one in it. So that <laughs> companies are going to pla- always going to want to put them on TV because they know that scousers are going to want. Well, not all scousers, obviously, but you know. Well, to be fair, most Liverpool fans I know have never been seen Liverpool, um, <laughs> but they're going to watch because they've got that kind of fan base. So that's the reason for it. Yeah, I mean, like they're not. The thing... They're not good to watch. <laughs> no, but I mean, like the, the thing with with that thing. Um during the week with the the uh, presents on Amazon like Klopp obviously he you know it, it's, it's a big thing isn't it well they've certainly made a big thing about the, the half 12 so why why would you come out with such a, a snipey arsey reply which you know is just going to feed you know an already negative narrative that most neutrals have against your football I mean I, I'm guessing they don't really care or he's that sort of 
blinded by you know he's been, he's been that infected by Liverpool that he he doesn't think that he is being snipey or, or arrogant. Well, so. probably just helping to keep them all together, isn't it? If, he, if he yeah. makes, gives that mentality sort of uh, you know what's against them. It's weird as well, though, because um, everyone, everyone's been going on about Arsenal scoring a lot of late winners in the last like season and a bit. That no one scored more late late goals than Liverpool this season. Oh, yeah, but... no, one, no, no one mentions them. To the point now, Liverpool have now scored more late winners under Jurgen Klopp than Man United did under Alex Ferguson. Good grief. So, but... so, that does surprise are we, are we, me. Yeah, are we now into cloppage time? Is that what we're Cloppage time. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> I thought. Um, Sorry, I, I saw that headline earlier, and I thought I've got to squeeze in somewhere. I like that. Fair way. The thing is, though, Harvey Elliott scored in like the 90th minute of 10 added, so like not that <laughs> not that late. <laughs> yeah, there's still there's still time for a third goal to be disallowed for offside. Like I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I forgot about that. Poor Luis Diaz. Yeah, it's a lovely can't finish. Can't catch a break, can he? Well, I mean, there's there's levels of catching a break. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said in his interview. He's like, I'm so glad my dad's back, but I just wish I'd had that goal, not to slow offside. Very, very... Goal, goal bonus. Christmas is coming up. Cost of living days. Got to think about these things. That's true. Aye, right. <laughs> what do we think about the penalty incident, then? The first one. Look, uh, yeah, yeah, which one we're talking about? So the first one, the Will Hughes incident. Yeah. It's a foul, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, I just don't know why it took so long. It's <laughs> me of the, um, the Martin Odegaard on um, Christian Eriksen against Man United. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where our goal was disallowed. And, um, but I think Will Hughes' tackle was a little bit more of an actual tackle. Well, of an actual foul than yeah. that one. No, yeah, no, I So I that. think that was right. It, it was just a bit strange. It, right, but what do you make to the, to the, to the second one? I'd be annoyed if that was given against me. I'm surprised it was given after a review. If that makes sense, like, considering it took yeah. so long, like, is that a clear and obvious error? If it's taken three minutes to to sort out, but I mean, if you if you if it is a it is a foul. If you watch it slow I think it's down, a foul. There's, there's but but I think you and get. I'm, gonna take, I'm obviously going to take that stance because we're going to talk about. The <laughs> but but, but yeah, I think you get far. Game. I think you get far more penalties if, if those ones are given. Um, which I know isn't the argument. Like. This one is right, and it was all wrong for not being given. But like, it just seemed a bit simple, almost. But he's made contact, hasn't he? And yes, oh, yeah. To, yeah. And the rule had the. So I remember we discussed this a couple of years ago when the rule came in, um, and we were saying like, well, if contact in the penalty area is now a penalty, Wilfred Zahar is going to be the Premier League's top scorer at the time. It didn't quite go that way, weirdly. Um, but that that was the rule they brought in. They were like, if there's a, if, if there is contact, it's a foul and it's a penalty. Well, so inconsistent. I mean, I mean, they want goals with, with you know, for obvious reasons, goals are entertaining. But uh, then there's also like the ridiculous rule where if the ball hits your hand accidentally or otherwise, and a player scores, oh, uh, it's yeah, disallowed. Another, another, another rule we're probably going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's just like if, if, the, def- if, if the defender handles it, it's, a, it's not a penalty. If you handle it, it's not a goal. Okay, what? <laughs> uh, all these things will come on. To... <laughs> let's uh, let's leave Salah's Park. As Liverpool went temporarily top of the table after this result, but would they stay there? Um, it's one of those weird seasons, though, isn't it? Like, I don't think Liverpool, again, I think I say like this every time I watch Liverpool, but they don't play very well. No. They're right up there. They haven't got a third gear yet, and the Temporarily top of the table. That's not spoilers for those who don't know the scores, but they're <laughs> temporarily top of the table. <laughs> uh, right, Brighton and Burnley. 
who the fuck is Wilson Otterbert? <laughs> <laughs> no takers? Right, good. Yeah, no, like... I mean, I, I, literally, I just had to, to click on the score down the BBC thing because I assumed he was a Brighton player from their league of nations, <laughs> but oh, no. it turns out Burnley have got him on that. Right. Well, as long as you're none the wiser than I am, then that's fine. <laughs> I, it came up as a goal. I was like, I don't know who that is. That could be anybody. I don't think I could name that many people in Burnley's team apart from Jay Rodriguez right. and, and, and is it James Trafford. The keeper. The keeper. That sounds right. Trafford, that's about it. Yeah. Hmm. And to be honest, I only realised that Rodriguez was still playing for them about two weeks ago. I yeah, he's completely, when he scored, yeah. Yeah, mm. completely forgotten that, that he was even a footballer anymore. This is a strange result. Yeah. Yeah, Brighton's wars continue. I mean, they managed to win in midweek against depleted Brentford, um, but then couldn't beat Burnley here. I mean, if it wasn't for lack of trying... Um, <laughs> The boy Trafford made um, 10 saves, which is some effort, really. Um, Brighton had 29 shots on goal. Um, Burnley had six, if you're wondering. Uh, so probably probably deserved to win, but, uh, <laughs> but Burnley held on for a point, which not a bad point um, in the circumstances. Uh, any great takeaways in this one? I thought I mean, from the, the highlights, it looked like Burnley actually did play quite well in in. Oh, well, well, they, well, they, always, they always do knock it around. Actually, it's just like you yeah, know, to no great end. <laughs> it just it just happens. It, it just it, like those stats there. I've I've just got like a, a flashback to virtually every podcast we've done over the last two or three years yeah. talking about Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, only like upgrade, they, Neil, if only they could upgrade, if only they could upgrade Neil Mopé. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean Brighton. To be honest, I think. Like the manager is obviously very, very good and talented manager. They've got some good players there, but I think they they probably did overachieve last season, finishing sixth. And I think it was going to be an awful lot to ask them to so sort of you know replicate that with a European campaign as well, which you know they're just not used to whatsoever. Um, but I mean they're ticking along nicely enough, and there's going to be no major problems with them. But I don't, I don't see them troubling sort of the top five, six. Uh, you know, come the end of the season. No, I mean they played with uh, Gross and Milner as fullbacks. Apparently, I mean who knows? That's how they actually played. Um, they brought on a player called Dos Santos de Paulo. Who's that? Any ideas? <laughs> Sounds like a football manager, region. Yeah. <sighs> it's hard work, though, trying to keep track of these uh, these brain players. It might actually be that. Is it Ego Julio? It is Ego. Julio, I don't know what he does, but he's a defender. Anyway, right, let's look at, let's look at Bogdan with the Pacifics. Um, aye, right. I don't care about Brighton and Burnley anymore, we've already discussed, because let's go to, let's go to Old Trafford for... Oh, my word. This, this, this weekend's fun. Uh, Man United 0, Bournemouth 3. Um... I didn't see this coming. I, I mean, I know I know Manette haven't been great, but they always, like, this is their bread and butter. They'll win this 1-0. Bruno Fernandes would score. We'd all have a whinge about it. But they don't deserve to be sixth in the league. And yet, it didn't happen. They got hammered. Start to finish. 
I'd, I'd just like to say that Ian Wright totally called this last week. <laughs> Did he? On the, uh, yeah, on Gary, um, Gary Neville's Overlap podcast. Uh, they do like the Super Six predictions. Right. And right. In, in it, um, Ian Wright turned around and says, I don't see Man United beating um, Bournemouth. And everyone, because it's like Roy Keane and that lot. Like, he was like, yeah. you fucking what? <laughs> and, and they convinced him to change his mind. Oh. I mean, I, on, on Friday, I... I uh, deployed my wild card on my fantasy team and I put Neto and Solanke in because Bournemouth have got quite nice fixtures coming up. But I thought, I'll leave them on the bench against Man U. <laughs> and then about, about about half two, I don't know why, but I just something told me, you're an idiot, what what have you done? <laughs> I mean, luckily, Ariola and Haaland didn't play this weekend, so I've got those points back in my team. But I just about half an hour before kickoff, I just... I don't know why, but all of a sudden I thought, you know, I think Bournemouth are going to do this. So I thought, I'll, I'll pop over to Australia and watch this game mm. uh, for 90 minutes. And, I mean, Man U, it's, it's, I'm never going to get bored sort of laughing and, and enjoying what's, what's going on there. But, I mean, 3-0, they thank their lucky stars. That game was only three because that could, should have been four, five or six. And Didn't Bruno Fer- two goals disallowed as well. Uh, they, I know they yes, won they, it right at the end. Right at the end, yeah, um, yeah, for the uh, the the handball, the handball which yeah. uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll discuss at length in, in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, Manu were just from the moment they went one 0 down, and to be honest, even before then, like Bournemouth had already looked threatening before taking the lead, and I just at, at no stage did I ever think they're, they're going to come back and get anything from this and. I said, Bruno Fernandes, if, if he's your captain, mm. it, how is it any wonder what... I mean, he's... For me, I think he has deliberately gone and got himself booked to miss so he doesn't have to go to Anfield next weekend. I genuinely believe he's done that. <coughs> that, that did cross my mind, to be honest, because he's, he's a coward, isn't he? Let's be honest. He is. Yeah, he oh, is. he's absolutely a coward. And I'm, I'm fed up. And you, you get it, it's not just him. There's, there's loads of players who, who pundits constantly want to tell you how good they are. And I don't, sometimes I wonder, is it just me? Who's, am I not seeing what everyone else is seeing? Bruno Fernandes has always been a flat-trap bully whose stats were padded by ridiculous penalties against shit teams. <laughs> Whenever he plays against a good team, he's done nothing for Man U. You look at how he, his behaviour when they got a 7-0 tonk in Anfield last season. So, I mean, I fully, I 100% believe he thought, with, uh, do you know what? We're getting done by Bournemouth at home. I remember what happened last time I was at Anfield. I don't fancy that again, so I'm just going to mouth off to the referee like like the prick that I am. I, I, honestly, I I would be I'd be furious if if he was the captain of my football club. I think that's the exact problem with Man United, though, isn't it? They, they just do not look like a team mm. at all. Like that. Um, I haven't been on for a couple of weeks. So, um, you guys were talking about like how Scott McTominay is like this, you know, their goal scoring solution. And the only reason Scott McTominay is that is because he seems at times to be the only player who actually gives a damn. <laughs> you know, he has, he's, he's not the best player on that pitch by a long mile, but he's probably not the worst, though, weirdly. Yeah, um, see, I made the mistake I made the mistake of talking up before this game, and he was <laughs> awful. <laughs> so bad. But you know he like I think he scored last week where mm-hmm. he, he got he got ahead of their seventy two million pound striker. He showed that more drive and ambition to get ahead of a, an actual striker who's supposed to be one of the best players. He's going to be one of the best players in the world. Martial started ahead of him. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, and then they announced today that they're not renewing his contract. 
fucking weird. I mean, yeah. They're not a team at all. It's all individuals. They they don't play for each other. They don't. The ball gets passed. They don't move towards the ball. They just stand there expecting the ball to come to them. It doesn't. And I think they highlighted it on match of the day as well, didn't they? The, the Dallow chance. Yeah. Mm. Where he he no, even Theo Walcott crosses that ball. <laughs> um, you know, Theo Walcott doesn't take that shot, and he did. And you know, it it, it shows that they're they're all out for themselves. The minute the minute Saudi Arabia comes knocking, like that that dressing room will empty if they get shot. It will, won't it? Um, sorry. Yeah. Uh, how is uh, Amrabat received down at uh, Old Ball Club? <laughs> He's the world's best DM, Dave. Well, I mean, that, that, was, that, that was the reputation he arrived with, but my Christ, he's I, terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's kind of he's fallen into uh, the the same category that I view Victor Lindelof in. In that Ooh. I could walk past him in the streets and I don't think I'd recognise him. Like, well, you'd, you'd recognise him. You have oh, a badge yeah, and gun. <laughs> you'd do the. He looks like a twenty-year-old old man. Like, isn't he only like twenty-six or something? You just you'd get in the lift with him and lick his head, and he'd lick yours. That's how that's how it works. He's, uh, I mean, he's. Has he got a twin brother who we saw in Qatar last year, and they've just signed the wrong Amrabat because it. He's At not... the World Cup, he made one good tackle. One <laughs> good tackle. That's it. Well, that's you know that that's enough to get you in the Man United team, though. <laughs> Just be honest. That's it. Fred, Fred sat there with like zero good tackles. He's like, well, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I, I, it's just it's so strange. And as you know, I said I watch this game, and you know, okay, a three 0 down, the, the game is gone. One earth with ten minutes to go. Are you bringing Johnny Evans, Rashford, and Palestri on? Like, what? What is the point? I, I don't. I really don't understand. There's so many things wrong at that football club, and I, I can't work out how they're sick. There is a glitch in the matrix somewhere because they should. How can you have lost seven of your 16 games, have a minus three goal difference, and be sitting sick? That doesn't make sense. Someone explain that to me. Manager of the month. Oh, of the month. Well, I, I genuinely, mean... I genuinely thought they were photoshops when they came out on Friday. <laughs> I was like, what? Harry Maguire's the Premier League man of the month. <laughs> what? One of my best mates is, is a Man U fan. Like, he, he texts me after the game saying, like, he's like, what the fuck's going on? I, was, I said, I don't know. You've got the manager and player of the month. And he said this basically the same thing. He's like, honestly, I thought that was a parody account. But I saw that. <laughs> they, they, they took more points in November than any other team. <laughs> Where from? Where? Where? Fulham, Luton and Everton. <laughs> That that was their three Premier League wins in November: Fulham, well, and Everton. I find it absolutely incredible that they've got like nine more points than goals. Like that, that <laughs> can't have happened many times. Like I'm looking down the table now, and like the difference between the points column and the four column are generally like you know, <laughs> not negative. <laughs> it's, it's an absolutely ridiculous state to be in. Um, I hope Liverpool put fifteen past them. Like anything that hastens them folding that club is is great news for me. I just I've got another tasty stat for you. So in the ten years since Alex Ferguson left, Man United have now lost more home games than they did in the twenty one years he was in charge. I mean it's That's how bad the the, the, the fall has been. Yeah. And they mm. finished in the top four practically every fucking season somehow. <laughs> so, uh, they'll still finish third. It's ridiculous. I, I, I still don't really know why Fergie left. He never misses a game. He's every he's always there. Like, <laughs> know, yeah. just sit him in the dugout. It'll be you know it'll be yeah. the same difference. 
Give him a watch and sit him in the dugout, and you know, you're, you're 30 years ago. Like, what's the difference? Oh, I just, I don't want Liverpool to beat them too badly that that Ten Hag gets a sack. Like, you need to, they need to do what you know what most teams used to do when they beat Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. You beat them, but 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 not quite so bad that he has to get mm. a sack. Yeah, I understand that. That's a fair, um, it's a fair assessment. But I can't see that. Well, I mean, Bournemouth, to be fair to Bournemouth, we thought a few weeks ago, I think I predicted Iriola would get sacked during the national break. Um, obviously, they then beat us and went on a wonderful run. <laughs> um, and they've gone from strength to strength, but it just goes to show that they've stuck with their man and he's got it right over a period of time. Um, How long do you think it'll be before Chelsea sack Iriola? <laughs> Wow, like Inception, that one. <laughs> you know, it, it, like he's, he has done a really good job there. And it's, uh, you know, the, the point we got off them in the last minute last weekend is it's looking quite decent now, isn't it? Oh, right. the, the run that they've been on recently. Yeah. And he's got Solanke well, scoring goals. You know, I've always thought isn't as bad as he's been made. I've never thought he'd be anything more decent. And, you know, he may not. This may well just kind of be his level, like ten goal a season, but well, you know, that's, that's not bad. I think he was always a bit of a figure of fun, wasn't he? Because he cost Bournemouth a fortune and didn't hit yeah. the ground running. Um, he'd obviously scored bucket loads of goals at youth level for, well, internationally, but also for Liverpool and Chelsea and whatever else he played at at, at young level. Um, but now he seems to be putting in consistently rather than just pearl patches here and there. This is his best season, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he's his seventh Premier League goal or something like that, which is more than he's ever got. But I mean, obviously, they play it with a style that suits him. Um, and he's he's smart. I give him that. Like, he's very very uh, quick around the box, which is obviously what you want from a striker. Yeah, he, so. he gets, it, gets in good positions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I finish here was tight, like, because it's not easy when it comes across mm. you like that to uh, to guide it in the corner as he did. So um, good for him. Um, Bournemouth, obviously, will be absolutely fine now. Um, I don't think, look, I mean, this, as we'll come on to, there's other teams who are looking a bit dicier. Um, not 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 dicier, because they're doing really well at the moment. But, but, uh, right, let's leave the Old Trafford bashing for another week, probably, let's be honest. We'll be back here next week. Oh, yeah. They've got Champions League midweek, Dave. We can, we, yeah, we can laugh at them in the water. Well, mate... We, <laughs> Well, certainly, Sai and I, and probably, probably to a lesser extent, you need them to do go through really for the old yes. co- for the old for the old coefficient. So. Yeah, as, 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 as the music as it all is, you do with either them or yourselves, Dave, pulling your fucking fingers out and getting through this Champions League. Well, I'm sure, at least if we go out, we can go out with our heads held high, having lost like, to PSG and Milan, where they've lost to like yeah. a made-up team from. Coming uh, to what they're called now. I'm not uh, well. What are they called? The, the Danish. Was Cope, it Danish? Copenhagen. Copenhagen's a real city. Sorry, everyone from Denmark. Good. <laughs> <laughs> God. Right. I'm hoping none of my Danish relatives listen. I mean, I'm going to go on a limb here and say they don't, but we'll... <laughs> you'll find out. This was the one I was going to send them for Christmas. <laughs> Damn it. Right. And a team who have sacked their manager and replaced them with their old manager. Um, Sheffield United won Brentford nil. I have to say I fancied Sheffield United here purely because of new manager and also Brentford have lost all their talented players. <laughs> um, 
for the goal, why did Flecken just go, no, that's going in, and just do nothing about it? <laughs> oh, yeah, but to be fair, Harry Wilson hits... Oh, hang on, sorry, that's the other one. Um, it was a good goal, wasn't it? Yeah, oh. it, did, it did strike you well, to be fair. Because it, it yeah. went quite high. It, it was when 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 he when he first hit it, I didn't realise it was the goal. So <laughs> high up in the air, <laughs> and then it went in. I was like, Jesus! He won't be at Sheffield United next season. He'll be uh, back at Man City and then sold to Chelsea. Oh, for like for like <laughs> a, a thousand million yen. No, like, yeah, well, yeah. well, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> does this give Sheffield United a chance to stand up, or is it just <laughs> nah? Um, I mean, no. <laughs> I'd love to try and give, think of anything positive from them, but it's. I think it just is exactly what you said. New, you know, Chris Wilder back in the bit of a bounce, and they're coming up against a team who who are struggling at the moment uh, with with injuries. And yeah, I'd I'd be amazed if this is the springboard to their survival. Yeah. They they actually look like a team who'd seen a training ground. For the first time this season, I, I, I saw a bit of them against Liverpool. To be fair, and they were all right then as well. But again, we know that Liverpool aren't any great shakes at the moment either. Um, just just yeah, top, they, they, top they, of the league, that's all. Yeah, just top of the league. Yeah. Temporarily, yeah, so no. temporarily. Hmm. They, 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 yeah, they looked organised, I suppose. Which is, you know, which is the the, the polite way that people stay defensive. Um, th- yeah, they, they won. I think, like, personally, I'd definitely down to be relegated, but a lot of that was down to the manager, who I, I don't particularly rate, Hackenbottom. Um, obviously, he's been removed now, but the squad's still poor. Surely. Yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine they'll stay up, but I think they'll make a better fist of it now, but I don't think they'll... Uh, I don't think they'll be in the league next season. Um, although, if you do an offer Sheffield United hope, they go to Stamford Bridge next weekend. So that, uh... Well, <laughs> yeah, they get two wins in a row. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think probably what, what you will get under Wilder is... Because, to be fair, under Heckingbottom, for the majority of the games, uh, they, you know, they... they they obviously they were losing, but they they weren't getting like battered. Obviously, there was you know just a couple of big outliers, including one against yourselves. Mm. But like, but they were genuinely kind of competitive. I think at least what you'll get under Wild is I don't I don't think you'll get another like performance like you got in, in the second half against you guys, for example. Like they may still get the odds hammering, but I don't I don't think you'll see. The players downing tools the yeah. way that they, they clearly did in a couple of games. I, I can't remember who I was on with when we did the eight 0 game, but like yeah, I think it's you and me. Sheffield United threw the towel in, like they didn't try. Like it was embarrassing yeah. really in that game. Um and as you said, I, I don't think we'll get that here. Um so for a while anyway. Um <laughs> they still got a lot to do though. Um obviously not helped by Everton's run of form. Um <laughs> which we'll come on to, but uh, yeah, it's still looking pretty, pretty bleak for the Blades. Um, I, think, I, think, I think they might be able to recruit in January though, because there's going to be like a fire sale at Old Trafford, isn't there? And I think <laughs> that's about the, I think that's about the level for some of those. Like, <laughs> so, they, they might be able to pick up like a uh, Johnny Evans here and uh, yeah, Victor Lindelof there. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Um, still no takers for Anthony Martial though. Oh no, he he just sits waiting for Turkey to ring him, which is where he will end up. I'm you know what? He, to be fair, he, he has got the most Turkish league look. Oh, he's got 
more money, less effort written all over him. Like, I, st- I still think I'd like to see him at the Emirates. Just to, just as to what? see like, if, just, <laughs> like, you know. Gunasaurus. <laughs> I still think that there's something there in him. He just. Who, Gunasaurus? It's just whether he. Um, whether it can be bought out of him, I think, yeah, maybe he's got to the point where he, yeah, he just doesn't He's, he's just stagnated, and he's like, yeah. I've no doubt he'll go to, like, Leon or something, and he'll score lots of goals, and he'll get a move to, I don't know, Everton or something. That's actually how it goes. <laughs> or West Ham, you know, like, one of those yeah. clubs who are like, yeah, you, you were good once, have, like, 400 grand a week, we'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> Everton never learned, do they? <laughs> Brentford, obviously, an off day. Um, Going to be a struggle for them without Mbumo as well as... Actually, Tony um, looks like for a few weeks at least for Mbumo. It's the worst time as well, isn't it? Because there's loads of games. Oh, I thought like you miss two weeks and it's like ten games. Like, oh well, (laughs) season's over. I think there's like live football every day now between now and like the third of January or something like that. Ah, yeah. Just thick and fast games. I watched a half of Portsmouth and Bolton and. uh, that was enough for me. So it's, you know, <laughs> there, there might be live games every day, but you don't have to watch everybody. Just watch football responsibly this Christmas, because it's um, you can get you can get over footballed very quickly. So pace yourselves, and just know when enough's enough, right? Yeah, if you're watching Portsmouth, Bolton. Ah, well, yeah. Don't go, don't go too soon. That's what I always say. That was a Premier League fixer not that long ago. Jesus Christ. That was that was, that was red up against Allardyce. Like that's <laughs> at, its, at its peak. Um, speaking of peaks, that doesn't work. Wolves won, <laughs> Forest won. Um, I thought Wolves would win this quite easily, um, but they did not. Um, Toffolo scored for Forest, um, and Cunha equalised for Wolves. He's in decent form at the minute. Um, Chris, you went to. Uh, Country yeah, of popped, choice I, to watch I, I this. Popped, I popped to Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong, nice. Yeah, nice. to grab some, grab some bits and bobs for the old fridge. Well, uh, and while I was there, I thought I'd pay a tribute to my heritage and watch Walls versus Forest. Um, ah, the old yam yams, is it? The yam yams. <laughs> I, I, I made completely the wrong choice. Like I, I turned this on literally um, as Forest scored, and then while I was in the in the process of texting people I know from Wolverhampton, laughing face emojis. It took me that long to do it that as I press send, fucking Kuna equalised. Yeah, I thought Wolves played really well in the first half, to be fair. Um, Nottingham Forest looked like they were managed by Sam Allardyce um, because all they did was, like, kick the shit out of people. Like, it was just... Look, I've I've seen Forest play a few times this season and they've looked all right. They've got a few players who can pass the ball around. You know, they've got quite a strong midfield, I suppose. But Ryan Yates, who apparently is their captain... Mm. He's, his only role in this game was to literally keep physically assaulting Cunha. And I don't mean by making snidey little tackles. Like, literally, he was just going up, up to him off the ball and just pushing him. Just constantly just pushing him or digging him with an elbow or giving him a little kick. Like, at no point did any of these interactions happen when either of them had the ball. It's the only way, it's, it's the only way he'll learn, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 coming over here, scoring them goals. God damn but yeah, like yeah, Forest. Look, they literally, from most of what I saw, like there was still some good football in there, um, but there was a lot of shit housing, like just a lot of kicking and fouling and breaking up the play. And I remember, like I think Steve Cooper said in, um, 
after the was it the Fulham game where they got spanked yeah. in midweek. He said that they needed to be tougher and they needed to be more physical. And I think they took that literally. <laughs> um, because I say it, it was like WWE at times, some of it. It was shocking. Um, and I think I said on this show a few weeks ago that I was surprised that Man United let Anthony Alanga go because he looked like a decent footballer. Um, in this game, he showed why they let him go. Because <laughs> there were multiple occasions where if he'd have popped his head up and made a pass, Forrest probably could have got a bit more out of this game. Um, but yeah, Wolves were dog shit in the second half. They were great first half, equalised, looked like they were going to go on comfortably, like probably get a, you know get a result, and then yeah, they just completely didn't come back out in the second half, and it was just a, a boring, turdy game really. So with Forest, obviously Cooper's coming a bit of pressure because they don't win football matches. Um, got beat five and a half Fulham in the week, and the fans were quite happy to cheer for Steve Cooper, which is admirable in a way. He's obviously taken them a long way. Um, how long will that last for before... You know, how many he, times can you lose 5 other teams like Fulham before it becomes... He's, he's like, constantly, constantly going to be fired, and he never is. He is constantly oh. on the verge. But it's what happens when you let Jack Black stay in your house during School of Rock. So. <laughs> 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 But like, um, did you see that I'm the. Never um, going over to watch that film the same way again. <laughs> so, someone, someone posted on Twitter in midweek that they. What the post? Oh. Um, just dumped in a bush in in Fulham, and they were like, <laughs> say that somebody wasn't happy, and it's like the one with his face on it. That's all there. Chucked in someone's garden. You know, so and they're only supposed to be. You know, I think he's supposed to be known for being quite a volatile individual. Um. Mm. Yeah, big uh, lad, big sweaty uh, lad. How, how Cooper has stayed there, I don't know. And apparently, the owner's son was it the owner's son who was there? Like they showed. Yeah, they, that's, that's the normal in it. I'm sure they were saying it was the owner's son. It was, um, then, yeah. And he looked fucking furious. I'm surprised. Every time he showed it, he looked so unhappy. And like, I, I wasn't sure if he was auditioning for like some kind of Bond thing. Bond <laughs> remember Victor Tan? Like he. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about him, but he, he just looks so unhappy. Well, like, no one is mad because, like, this is in, this is his inheritance. Has been invested in, in like Morgan Gibbs White. Like, <laughs> this lad just wanted a yacht, and he's he's got to go and watch fucking Ryan Yates play football. Whatever he's called, like, it's not what he wanted. It's got, got Olympiacos to go and watch. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, well. well, yeah, they own quite a few clubs, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, oh. which is, I mean, I, I, and I think that's one of the reasons why I, I think Steve Cooper. I'll be. I, I don't think they they should get rid of him, but I I wouldn't be surprised if you know sort of if come February March time they're still in the round there you'll you'll see someone from, from uh, one of these clubs that they uh, come in because I like I mean like you say they they've, they've not won an awful lot of games this season and you know if it the the points deduction for Everton kind of I think. Has, has helped them out a little bit in that there's at least a some sort of buffer between them and the bottom three. But it's only five points between them and Luton. I mean, obviously we'll come on to Luton later on, and I still, I still probably if you, you know guns to my head, I'd say the bottom three as they are would be going. But I, I, I don't know. I think I'd, I'd probably have more faith in Luton than Forest at the moment from what I've seen so far this season. They just, I think they should be far better than they are. Um, yes. You can't get a tune out of, you know, Gibbs White, Alanga, Hudson Adoy. I know they've lost Awanui, um, 
but you know, Chris Wood scored Premier League goals for Burnley, um, some for us, but more for Burnley. Um, even Origi has had his moments at Premier League level. Um, to not be able to get a tune out of that. Mm. I mean, they've scored 17 goals in 16 games. Um, it's not great. I mean, Man United have scored 18 in 16 and a, and a sixth. So, I mean, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not the big <laughs> and end all by any means, but, uh, you know, the, the, I think he should be doing better than he is. I'm just annoyed that until he gets fired, we'll never get that remake of the Goonies that we're all waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Steve Cooper. Um, but for, great, oh, okay. for goodness sake, don't, don't ask him what he thinks about if he's going to lose his job, because, you know, he doesn't think like that. I just don't. I don't think like that. He wants what's best for the football club, as long as it doesn't involve winning matches. It's like, it's, 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 it's like one of those things that managers only refer to, the football club. Um, when they're in trouble, like they're never like, yeah. oh, it's great. It's a great day for the football club. It's, it's. I just want what's best for the football club. That means we're fucked. And it's partially my fault, but let's not admit it. Um. Well, good luck to him. Um. Where we're going? Oh, I know where we're going. We're going to the two. Sorry, I can't keep with this bread analogy. Villa one, <laughs> Arsenal nil. Um, the bread was buttered on Simon's side, so Zai, I'll let you have first dibs at this before Chris channels his inner Arteta um, about <laughs> about all the decisions he didn't Clear get. and obvious. Uh. <laughs> okay, um, so, I mean, obviously, it, on the back of the results against and performance more really against Man City on Wednesday t- to come away with three points again if, from a Villa fan point of view this is just ridiculous what's, what's going on at the moment the, the home record has been well documented but 15 home wins in the league in the road is a club record now um, and it's you know we've played some good teams in that run uh, it's, it's just the, the result itself, absolutely brilliant. But just in the context of the game, I mean, the performance that we put in on Wednesday against Man City was so good and so dominant. I, it was going to be a struggle to repeat that, especially having you know, played quite a bit this season, which we're not used to doing. But So I knew that we were going to be, it was going to be, uh, the players were going to be quite leggy when I saw that he named the starting lineup. It's the same starting lineup as we've done on against Man City. Before we, you know, we started the game obviously really well, scored a, a, a goal, which I think the quality of the goal has kind of been overlooked a bit in the aftermath of how, you know, other incidents and things have played out in the game. But we, that started from the keeper. Every outfield player by Luca Dean touched the ball in the build-up to that goal. And, you know, uh, lovely feet from Tiedemans, who's been excellent recently to send Bailey away. He's, I mean, Bailey... I, I don't know what's happened to him, but he's turned into prime Maradona in the last couple of weeks. Uh, got got another uh, assist for, for John McGinn, who, who was trying to back that wonderful last of his into someone, but no one was having it, so he just he just swiveled and, and stuck it stuck it away past David Raya. Uh, and, and which, I mean, the, I kind of think Raya maybe could have done better with it, personally. I'm sure Chris will have his opinions on that. Oh, you sound but, like most of the Arsenal fans. But then we... Um, as, so, you've seen it go, go one nil up after seven minutes. And even then, for the, come the next sort of five, six, seven minutes, I, I thought, thought I thought we were looking really good. But then Arsenal, to be fair, got got on top in, in that first half. Um, they they pressed us really, really well. And we kind of struggled to, to deal with it a, a little bit. And 
the, the second half was I, I kind of felt like it went in a similarish pattern. I I've, I've heard like I've seen a lot of stuff about Arsenal having had loads and loads of, of chances to have put that game away. Other than the two Erdegaard ones, which are sitters, especially the second one, I don't really recall any like major, major, massive sitters I would expect them to put away. I I don't think that... I, I can't say here and honestly say that Villa d- deserved to win that game. But I don't think Arsenal did enough to win it myself. I think a draw would have been fair. Erdegaard missed two absolute sitters. The first one, you know, when you up against the best goalkeeper in world football. You've, you've got to do better. <laughs> you've got to do better than that. The, the second one in, in the second half was... I mean, that's, there's just no excuse in that. that that's, he, did, that. he did the exact same thing last season. Like, did he? Your place as well, yeah. Oh, God, he did, yeah. yeah. exactly oh, the same. Yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe it's something about that, that spot in the, yeah. the penalty box at the whole end. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of... As I say, I think... Like, being brutally honest, I, I think a draw, uh, personally, I think would have been a fair. I don't, Arsenal didn't deserve to lose that game, but I absolutely do not agree with uh, with Arteta in that they deserve to win it. I don't. I personally don't think Arsenal did enough to, to go and win that game. And I'll let I'll let Chris go on now, and then we we can get onto uh, the decisions because I'm sure we've got different opinions on them. Mm. To be fair, so for for the most part, I agree with practically everything you said. Like, I am. Um... Although I, while I don't, I 100% don't think we did enough to win that game. I think if Erdogan scores, we win that game. I, I you know, goals change games, and I think yeah. it would have. I think I think it would have been. It would have been that way, but it didn't happen, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, like we just didn't have enough. Like um, the goal, a really good goal, and it was a very Unite Emery goal. Yeah. Like, we saw a lot of those back to front type of goals when he was at the when he was at the Emirates. Um, you know, it, you know, ball playing out from the back, um, yeah, and going all the way through. Obviously, we never had anyone with a, an arse the size of John McGinn. Um, I think I said in the last <laughs> on Saturday, he, you know, he, he, that, he should have his own fucking squad number. He <laughs> played that much of a part in the game at times. Um, but yeah, we came out of the box pretty slow, and I wasn't sure if it was deliberate. And I'm going to give Arteta some credit and think it was, because Emery clearly did his homework. He set you up in a, in a way to play um, against us. And I, I thought maybe Arteta was slowing the game down because, mm. um, you know, because I think we gave you a good game. Like, And I think he, even Emmy Martinez it was quite, you know, valiant about it. Um, you know, you, you dominated Man City. Yeah. Like in midweek, amazingly, uh, and I don't, I still don't think you got enough credit for that. To be fair, um, you know, it was it seemed to, all the focus in that seemed to be about oh Man City. Blah, blah, blah. So, no, I thought Villa were brilliant in midweek, hmm. um, but um, I think against us we gave you a good game, and if we'd have put our chances away, we would have won the game. But I don't think we, I don't think we had any outright right to win it. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I felt, I, I, like from from a Villa point of view, when when Arsenal attacked, I always felt that. It, it, it felt that you you got yourself into a position where like okay, now it's a chance to create. Like, there was a couple of times, uh, especially in the second half, where Martinelli or Havertz kind of got themselves into good positions down the left. And other than the one, the Havertz ball, which Erdogan uh, missed, it, it, it never felt like that final pass was quite there. But you, yeah. you kind of, I felt you got yourself into a position. But then for whatever, I mean. It was just, 
like I don't think it's anything for like I mean obviously you, you might tell me differently, but from a, if I was looking at it from an Arsenal point of view, you're frustrated, but it's one of those it just not quite at it in the final third. Yes, yeah, that was it. Frustrating was the, the exact way I would describe that game. Um, I, I will maintain that yeah, it, it's another one of them. It's if we had a clinical striker, yeah, we, we win. That's yeah, that, yeah, and that's the diff. That's the difference with us at the moment. You know, we I think we gave you a good game. I think you know, yes, you guys were leggy, um, but Emery made some really good substitutions and brought yeah. you back into the game. You know, bringing Matty Cash on was was a good choice. Um, I think if Matty Cash hadn't have come on, Martinelli would have stayed on. Um, yeah, I think Mark, um, Cash was more of a match for, for Martinelli, so we we switched switched it up there again, which kind of changed our gameplay a bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, we just weren't clinical, and and yeah, you know, goals win football matches, and we, we just didn't look like we were going to score one. Um, but say, if we had it on, we win. We yeah, I mean that's that's the game. It, like if that you can play that game this Saturday, and there's every chance Arsenal win that game one nil. Like, I, yeah. like we, we've it, it was one of those first. The first goal is obviously crucial in, in in you know most games, but when. You've got a team like Arsenal who have been actually you know, challenged really closely to win the league last year. They're right up there this year. The form that we're in as well at the moment, you kind of it's going to be a tight game and it's it's fine margins. And then the two decisions. I mean, it's going to be no surprise as to how you feel about them and how I feel about them. Uh, which one do we want to go with first? The... Should we do the Should we do the goal that wasn't given at the very end? It's, we win the letter of the law. It's not a goal. Yeah, but it's a it's a stupid it's a rule. Shit, it's a shit rule. Yeah, I, I I if that was at the other end, I'd be like I'd be furious. But it's as you, you just it's the letter of the law. Like it's it is what it is. It, it's unfortunate. It's really weird because I was reading on I think it was on Saturday morning. Um, there was a series of tweets going on about this rule, and the, the one was what I said earlier on: if if the ball deflects or bounces up to a defender's hand, it's in a natural position. It's yeah. not a penalty. But if it does it in an attacking sense, it, it's not it's, a goal. It's not a goal. Mm. I don't yeah. understand how that makes sense at all. I don't. And think then, anyone and, and then does. weirdly, that's what fucking decides the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 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 what I do find interesting with that one though, because there's been you know there's there's been the the usual stuff you know nonsense you get from people from certain people about corruptions and VAR and all this not, but that was disallowed by the referee on the field. That wasn't VAR who told yeah. the yeah. goal. So I he, I think he got lucky. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I think he's guessed. He's Either that or he has guessed. got. The best eyesight. No, it's Jared Gillett. Jared Gillett is it? He's been on VAR for loads of our games uh, this season mate. and been fucking awful. And, and you know what? The same with us. When I saw he was refereeing, I thought, ah, oh, fuck's <laughs> He's finally come good. For yeah. us I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, he was, wasn't it? I think was it the VAR ref on the Newcastle City game, uh, the the Newcastle Tottenham game as well. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I've got a feeling he was. He VAR'd one game, yes, I'm sure he did. I think, no, you're right. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, yeah. so he's the one who didn't send off Romero. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well. sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, but there's no yeah. way, there, there is no way he fucking saw that. No, no. way. Like, yeah, so I, I don't, so that that's what's annoying, because if he doesn't get, if he doesn't make that call, yeah. VAR potentially gives the penalty. Potentially. Because then they can be like, okay, there's a bit of handball, you, uh, you know, we, well, no, not gives the power, gives the goal rather, because they're not backing up their mate. There's no error. 
as such. I, I, mm. No clear and obvious error made there. It, it, but, but yeah, he just takes a fucking guess at it and so, just fucking looks like the world's best referee. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's within the rules. You can't moan about it. If, 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 the, if, if the goal had been given against us, I wouldn't have been that annoyed. So, but, you know, mm. not having it given is... It's, yeah, it's understandable. Tight. It's just the weird decision that led to that. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> what about the penalty that wasn't given? Then? You mean the one that was identical? Actually, no. I think it was worse. Not worse, because that makes it sound horrible. I think there was more contact on Gabriel Jesus than there was in the Liverpool game. I mean, it, this will come as no surprise to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a penalty, was it? No. I, I, I think. I think Jesus. If he, I think he launched himself to the floor in such a dramatic fashion. I think it's a soft penalty, but they get given. The so, yeah, they get given. I think if he, go, if he goes down like a, if he goes down like a normal human, he gets a pen there. Yeah, I think. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, maybe. That, that's a, it's the inconsistency, though, isn't it? It's not that the fact that it wasn't given. It's just the fact that you know we've we've c- complained about the inconsistency for ages, and yeah. it just so happens that on the same day. The exact same <laughs> It's so spooky. Like we've had, there's a few, there's a few instances like uh, the two goals, like the the Fulham goal and the um, and the Sheffield United goal. Yeah. That fucking literally, it's like a glitch in the matrix. And then there's these two foul, two fouls in games that are literally identical, but opposite decisions. And it's just like, yeah, well, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 one that you know uh, I'll admit as. As a, as a biased football fan, as we all are with your own team, if that's a, you know if that's uh, Saliba on Watkins at the other end of the pitch, yeah, the whole thing is up in arms. I'm yeah. screaming blue bloody murder, mate! Knee cap off, and yeah. you know you should get a, a, a ten match ban. But when it's against your team, you kind of look and go, yeah, there's a bit of contact. But he's thrown himself, he's thrown himself to the ground. Like I, I, I obviously don't think it was a penalty, but I understand. I, like I, it, it, you saying that you think it is a penalty, I I can understand that in a in a way that isn't like you looking at. I, I don't think you're looking at that thing, and there's like no contacts or something, and you're going, no, it's a penalty, it's a penalty, because it's your yeah. team. I, I do get. Yeah, where Arsenal yeah, fans can yeah. be frustrated and, with it. Yeah, and, and that's exactly fair. how I'd be if it was the other way around. I'd I'd be like, yeah, it was never a penalty, but I can yeah. see why you'd want it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, was there also an instant there, of there a... Was, there was a few incidents. <coughs> what do you want to lead on then, Chris? Was an, uh, an elbow was thrown at some point? Uh, there was an elbow thrown. Uh, Luca Dine should have been sent off for a second yellow card. Um, I, I believe um, uh, Douglas Luiz was lucky not to get a second yellow card as well. Considering, again, in the earlier game, we'd seen Jordan Ayew sent off for being a footballer. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. The who was it? Was it who was it through the elbow? Oh, you Torres? mean when when Katia ran into Diego Carlos? When, uh, yeah, when, that's it. When Diego Carlos <laughs> his elbow in, into, and do you know it how he got? Just feeling know, to see where his man was. It was violent conduct. I'm sorry. <laughs> and do you know how he? Apparently, how he got away with it. So he was booked. You see the pictures. The referee's not even looking in the same direction. Right? No. Yes, I did notice. Yeah, he got booked, but the referee didn't even look at. I, the referee didn't see this, so I, yeah. I did find that strange. He got booked for a, there was a foul like just afterwards. Yeah. Because play, I mean, play didn't stop or anything. He then went on and committed a foul and got booked for that <laughs> foul, and that's how he got away with the violent conduct not being but, checked. Apparently. But then you've you've got. I mean, there's 
You're talking of, of, of inconsistencies. So Douglas Louise quite rightly gets booked for booting the ball away. Five minutes later, Saka does the exact same thing. When a goal kicks to be given, he thinks it's a corner. Yeah, he's got a lovely smile, though. Oh, oh yeah, he's got a lovely smile. <laughs> so, uh, also, like, De- Declan Rice didn't get a book. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's, there's but, lines now and you, that you're crossing here. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, Jordan Ayew got a yellow, his first yellow card for not getting in the way of a free kick. Declan <laughs> Rice gets in the way of a yeah, free kick hello, two, three yeah. yards out and it's like, oh, Declan, what are you yeah, up to? Get out of here. That's the thing, that sort of thing happens in every game, doesn't it? So yeah. That's how ridiculous the Jordan Ayew one was. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, it was like, I... I I'm amazed that the violent conduct one wasn't even looked at. To it, it, and it wasn't even really mentioned that much. Um, oh, oh, it, was, it is if you look on Twitter. Goodness me. Oh, yeah. No, don't, don't ever look like, even as an Arsenal fan, don't ever don't, don't look like, um, But, yeah. And I'd just like to say, for, for all the talking about Emmy Martinez being the best goalkeeper in the world, right, there were at least three occasions where he was in fucking no-man's land. Like, Martinelli lobbing him for fun. Um, obviously nothing came of it. Because um, he was offside anyway. Yeah, Saka, Saka went round him. Offside. offside. So they, 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 these don't count. They don't it, count it, it doesn't matter. Just because you play that fucking ridiculous Arsenal-style high-line. <laughs> Basically, that, when, when that happens and the player runs through, Martinez knows he's got free no, reign no, to go no, and clatter no. someone if he wants because <laughs> it's an offside. And, oh, I mean, he, the, the, what, he, what he was playing. Say, he was playing as if the, the ball was still in. Right. I, I, what, what, I, what I will say with and look, I mean, obviously, obviously, I love him, but I'm not blind enough to know that everyone else absolutely hates him. <laughs> see why? He did make what, one great save though. What, really but but all, what I, I would say, and like, uh, is right, right towards the end of the game when he comes out, and gets the ball, and, and Havertz goes into him. What Havertz has just basically given Martinez everything he wants in that moment. Oh, yeah, Bump yeah. into me so yeah, I can jump the on the floor. <laughs> I can, you know, square up to you and waste yeah. two minutes until full time. Like, just people, I don't I don't know how people keep falling for yeah. his shitaltery. Because yeah. everyone knows what he does. To be Martin fair, though, Hav- Havertz got quite a few kudos points from the Which... Arsenal fan base. Oh, of course he will. Of course. So, <laughs> so I think I think he knew what he was doing in that. And, do you know? I actually thought Havertz had a pretty decent guy. I actually think yeah, the last couple of weeks he's he has started he has started to look. Better, but you know, one yeah. Arsenal player of the month today, <laughs> which is mad considering if you go back four weeks, um, <laughs> you know he he, he he was being talked at like he was um, a boo. <laughs> Harry Maguire did just win Premier League Player of the Month. There was something else I wanted to talk about in this game. I can't remember what the hell it was. It couldn't have been that important. No, oh, well. Um, Sorry, a Villa title contenders? <sighs> We're in the race at the moment, but no. I, I think the... But the weirdly, the reason that most of the pundits seem to be using as for why we're not aren't the reasons why I don't think we are. They, they, they're kind of talking, saying, oh, the, uh, playing in Europe. But after Thursday, we won't play in Europe again until the middle of March. We've got another three months. And also, they, they kind of say the squad depth, which, again, we've actually got quite a, a decently strong squad. The, what, what it is, is, is our away form, which is by no means as bad as some people would have you believe. I think we've played eight. We've won three, lost three, drawn two. So it's all right, but you're not going to win a title with a away form like that. And I don't think we are capable of winning the league unless that away form drastically improves. But top four, top five, we're 
would definitely definitely contend oh, yeah. contenders for that. I'd say so. Well, happy times for Simon. Not so happy times for Chris, but um, I still think after having played Man City in Arsenal in the space of four days, if I was having to pick who I think would finish above the other one based on, on what I've said. What I've seen with our performances, I'd go Arsenal definitely. Mm. I, I, I don't see this as a big negative. You know, you guys battered Man City in the group, and we gave you a good game, and we didn't win. Like, and could have could have got something out of it where City were never ever yeah. in that. <laughs> you know, so and that's yeah. it. And and the way results are going, like Man United will beat beat Man- Liverpool six 0 next. Week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the, the the fixtures in the last couple of weeks have been absolutely insane. Yeah, like teams are going to take points super, off each other. Yeah. Super Six, like, he's just going to roll over for months. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not concerned. Like, you know, we, we've got, we've got Liverpool coming up, which um, will be quite interesting. I mean, you, what, you've lost two games in the league this season, the way at Newcastle and the way at Arsenal. Like, that's, that's nothing to be worried about. Yeah, really. no, that's it. Man, <laughs> oh, you know, Man United, Man United have been talked about, like, you know, contenders still somehow, and they've, and they lost six. Six games, seven games this season. In the yeah, league, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, Man City have lost. Man City have lost three now. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we beat them. You beat them. I'm sure they've lost another game. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be one of those. They lost the Wolves. Yeah, they lost the Wolves. Yeah, so I, I think I think it's going to be really tight, and you know, and it'll be about who clicks. I, I don't think Arsenal have clicked yet. Man no. City, Man City certainly haven't because they generally don't. Um, and and we, as we've all discussed, Liverpool haven't yet. Yeah, I, so. I, I think if you if if you could get Ivan Tony or a striker of that kind of level who will get you twenty goals a season in January, I think that puts you in in the driving seat. Yeah, and we've got Timber, who is reportedly due back in January now. He's back running. Um, Emil Smith Rowe is back in the squad now. Um, uh, Fabio Vieira is due back, so we, we've we've we, we've got players coming back into our yeah. team as well to refresh us a little bit because our bench was a little bit thin at the weekend. Yeah, to be fair. So, uh, but yeah, no, I was, I'm I'm not overly concerned, and uh, I as much as I hate to keep having to say it, I'm really impressed with with with, with Villa and you know the job that Emery's doing there. Like I say, you uh, at one point like you were really really leggy. You obviously yeah. had a great season, and then he bought the subs on, and he made exactly the right substitutions just to. Just to slow the game down, just and that you know, just to get you back a little bit of a grip on it, and yeah, and then we just didn't do our bit. Well, let's leave it there um, and move on to Sunday's games, which we'll, we'll spend more time on some than others. Um, Fulham five, West Ham nil. What's what, why? Why are Fulham scoring? <laughs> why are Fulham so good? Fulham. Ten <laughs> goals in a week. Huh? West Ham, their their team of. Odd. Odds fellows, aren't they? What's, aren't they just? What, what's going on with us, Sam? They had um, <laughs> flu bug sweep through the um, camp. Oh, did they? The camp, like they play. I love that. This, yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently it was, even David Moyes was ill, uh, and that uh, that wasn't just at full time, apparently. But I mean, um, how could you tell by looking at them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the team still the team still looks pretty strong. Or is it just they all played sick? Is that what you're saying? Or? Apparently, a couple of the starting lineup were still unwell. Did they not have their jabs before going to Tottenham during the week? Oh, yeah, that, that, that could be it. Yeah. But it goes to show. I mean, obviously went to Tottenham, took a lot out of them to win. I'm going to assume, and then uh, maybe they had a lasagna at the. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chef Wenger was on again. <laughs> Um, what, the main takeaway from this is I'm 
really happy to see Val Jimenez like, on a bit of a goal scoring run. His call in midweek was lovely, wasn't it? <laughs> the, the little yeah. back heel. Um, yeah, you know, we talk about Saka having a lovely little smile. When Jimenez <laughs> smiles, the world smiles. Um, but uh, I even your boy awobi has been in good form recently, um, Chris. And, uh, Most informed midfielder in the Premier League in the last four games, apparently. Strong. <laughs> this is how fucking weird stats are in football at the moment. <laughs> Ten Hag, manager of the month. Fucking, and Alex Iwobi is the Premier League's informed uh, midfielder. Well, yeah. I mean, is that a surprise to a player that would be the first name on your five-a-side team? But this is five-a-side, that's different. <laughs> no, I love Alex Iwobi, but it's well, different. Full, yeah, he's, having a, he's having a right renaissance, it's great. Full and flint, 5-0 aside at the minute, because they're just battering. Yeah. All have come between them. They're now tenth. Um, yeah. Fair play. I didn't them. see their last two results coming. I've, I've got to be. I mean, I, I don't well, think anyone would have. I don't. Not really. I suppose they they won um, necessarily, but uh, to win ten nil yeah. aggregate against West Ham and Forest is a, is a good effort. Um, they visit St James's Park next Saturday, so hopefully they're tired out, tired out of goals. <laughs> um, They've, they've used up all their goals over the festive period in this in this last four days, haven't they? Well, I warned them. I said, don't, 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 don't go too fast, too quickly. It's a lot of football to still be played this this festive time. Um, speaking of teams who are bizarrely good now, uh, Everton two, Chelsea nil. Um, I mean, we got battered by Everton at Goodison Park on Thursday. Um, I say about it. It was actually quite close for seventy-eight minutes, and we just went full bonk. Kieran Trippier forgot how to forgot how to football, <laughs> um, and Everton ran away with it after that. Um, this one, um, as you'd expect, Chelsea had a lot of the ball, um, quite a lot of the chances to be fair. But Everton took theirs when they came along. Um, any great takeaways from this one? Chelsea are bad, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, Chelsea are really bad. Oh, honestly, I I watched the second half of this game, and yeah, Chelsea they they had all the ball, but did absolutely nothing with it. I mean, I just I mean, we're going over old grounds here, but I I cannot understand the the thinking behind some of the transfers and the, the money they spent in certain positions, and just completely neglected in others like Nicholas Jackson <laughs> I think he'd struggled to get into most League One teams he's <laughs> fucking he's awful his, his mislead on here was exceptional I thought I mean I, eight bookings this season not not one for a foul really wow yeah, not a single booking for a foul he's been booked eight times it, I just it does, I, I can't understand it. The Chernobyl kids, I'll maintain, the first time he saw football was his first day at Chelsea in January because, I mean, how how Arsenal managed to fall Todd Bowling to spending 89 million on him <laughs> by pretending that they wanted to sign him because I cannot believe that Mikel Arteta wanted to spend 40 million on the trick. I refuse. Arteta's a lot of things, but he's not that stupid. <laughs> I, I just, it's ridiculous to... The goal, the first goal. What Sanchez does well initially to stop Calvert Lewin, but then he just 
It just lies it's, on the floor. Well, <laughs> before Decore shoots, it's like he's decided, I reckon he's going to go for this far post. I'm just going <laughs> to launch myself towards it before he takes aim. It's, uh, it's, it's so funny. Like I, We were saying earlier that I'll never get bored laughing at Manu. I honestly don't know which one I find more amusing, what, Manu or, or Chelsea. <laughs> a billion pounds, Conor Gallagher... Still playing for them. Cucurella has somehow found his way back into the team. Like, oh, it's just, it's, ridic- it's ridiculous. It's even worse. It. It's even worse when Pochettino comes out after the game and <laughs> says he needs tra- <laughs> transfer. Nice. <laughs> good, good one. Yeah, he needs, he needs, <laughs> needs to sign some attacking players, apparently. Right. 17 he's got aren't enough. <laughs> um, it's also weird that. I never realised this, and I think I, I can't remember if it was like Match of the Day or on Sky or something they were talking about. The more of the ball that Chelsea have in a game, yeah. the worse they do. Yes. They had 72% possession in this game and never looked like they were going to do anything with it. They also lost Rhys uh, James to injury again. Well, well I mean, oh, I was, fuck off. I don't believe that for it, a I was, I was just going to come on to him. Like, he's, he's tackled by his sister. He's, 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 not, he's, he's not in the same bracket of character as uh, Bruno Fernandes, you know, being their captain. But Rhys James being the Chelsea captain, the red cards he got himself at uh, St. James Park the other week was ridiculous. By look at him, he look he looks overweight. Like he, He's made of glass. He, but but, He's but so, be because if anything touches his bones, they seem to fucking yeah, shatter. I mean, he's <laughs> the, the the physical condition that that he's allowed himself to get in. Like some people are just unlucky with injuries, but it, it does. I he he doesn't. He's nowhere near the player that I thought that he was going to be a couple of years ago when he first you know when he first broke through and yeah like you generally he looked, he looked, he looked good didn't he, he yeah. yeah but i mean like so many others at, at that club he, he's just has been such a a regression and i mean partially he's not gonna last the season is he i mean look at where they are in the league there was talking about Rich James though. I can't remember who it was. There was a, a podcast I was listening to, and they were talking about another player who had quite a few injuries, and, and they bulked up. They got really big, and because they bulked, spent this time bulking up while they were injured, it was causing them to get more injuries. <laughs> they were bulking because they weren't bulking up for football state. They were bulking up to look good. So yeah. they could, you know, be taking photos on Instagram and all of that. And um, a manager turned. I wish I could remember who it was. And the manager turned around to him and says, "Like you look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you need you need to lose all of that because that's what's causing you to constantly be injured because you're putting strain on the wrong parts of your body, and it's affecting affecting your game. So it, it it sounds weird, but you can actually be too fit and yeah. too muscular to you know to be a footballer. And I'm wondering if that's what's happening to him. But although fucking that Troy Ori um, never had that. Adama Troy never had that problem today. I mean, if, if Everton didn't have a, a 10 points deduction, they'd be four points ahead of Chelsea. But yeah, they've been top 10, wouldn't they? They'd be three points behind us. They'd be 10th, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... Fucking ridiculous. I, I remember spending the first few weeks of this podcast with Carl being really angry all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they could be sitting in the top four and he would find a reason <laughs> to be angry. I love you, Carl, but come on, man. You, you need to be more You need to be more joyous. Yeah, be more like me. That's why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do we make I mean, of um, Brantwhite? I like him, I think he's good. 
looks alright, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Touch, touch, touch of the John Stones about him. You can tell he played abroad last season because he's uh, a bit more cultured, shall we say, than a lot where of the. Where did he play last season? You don't P- play Scotland. Yes, V. I want to say or final. Oh, really? A Dutch club. Oh. Okay. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. They've got a Dutch technical director, haven't they? Um, Have they? I mean, I. Right. Everton did. So we'll <laughs> probably not there anymore. If he was in anything to do with transfers. <laughs> I, I mean, to me, like, just one other thing I would say on Everton is the, the you know the start of the first few weeks of the season. To be fair, I, I do understand why Carl was so angry because we we, we played them quite early on the season. You know, obviously watched a few of their games and. After four or five games, I think most of us were probably looking, thinking, I, I, I can't see where the goals are coming from, and they look so easy to play against. But they are, I mean, you've said this, I think you said it last week, Dave, or a couple of weeks ago, that you really, like, you you, you feel like you are watching a Sean Dyche team now when you watch mm-hmm. Everton, which, you know, isn't for everyone, but it's effective. It's very effective. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, they'll be absolutely fine. Um they could do. I mean, if they get some of these points back, they could actually do really well. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, Luton took the lead against Man City, and it looked quite quite funny for a little while, and then Man City <laughs> turned it around pretty quickly. Um, I don't want to spend hours and hours on this because fundamentally, the, the the result we expected happened. It just took a bit longer to get there. Um, Luton played Man City and Arsenal hang, this hang week. On, hang on a minute, right? Mm. So Arsenal played Luton in midweek. Mm. and scored late to beat mm. them 4 for it. And it was the worst thing that could possibly have happened to any club champion for the title. Man City come from behind to beat Luton, and it's just like, yeah, well, we knew they were going to win. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, because they weren't, like, scrapping around the 98th minute for a winner. Like... <laughs> Give them two goals as a Christmas present. Oh, well, that just, they don't count them, do they not? Like, no. Uh. <laughs> No, don't get me wrong, I know we scored late to win, and yeah. whatever, but I just don't get the difference. Like Man, Man City struggled to beat Luton. I don't think Man City, I don't think Luton looked out of this game at any point. They, but Luton haven't for pretty much every well, game. Every game, played. to be fair, yeah. Like, they I compete mean, well. They've, they've had, I think, I think there's only three defeats that have been by more than one goal. To see, I mean, you know, if you lose it by one goal, you're still losing. It's obviously not great, but they're at least. They've got a, a a spirit about them, which seems like such like a patronising thing to say, but it it can take you a long way when other teams in and around there if they don't have that. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. I I think for me the kind of the, the talking point, not necessarily of the game, but Man City in the wider context is: has there been any talk of how long Haaland might be out for? Um, well, Pep said he might be back for Saturday. Yeah, all he did was back next week, but then someone said he's got a fracture. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a stress fracture though. Like, and I think by all accounts he's had it for a while. It's just like they can they can manage it. Is it his back? No, his foot. Foot. Oh, because he's had back problems for a while. Like, well, he had back, he had back problems <coughs> in Germany for a bit. Yeah, well, it happens quite a lot when players sort of grow abnormally, like he is. Like he's always been massive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I think personally, I think they'll rest him until. They go to Saudi Arabia for the World Club Cup because like Pep treats these things like they're real things, doesn't he? Like he, he'll go hell for leather to win that. Um, Who have they got coming up in the next one again? Well, they've only got they've only got one game, which is Palace, and then they've got a week off because they're going to Saudi Arabia, and then um, they play the day after Boxing Day. They always don't. 
Is it Palace that they always seem to lose to at home, though? Well, they've been losing. Sure, they've got really, really bad. Yeah, they were, they were losing to them last season, 2 0. And then Harlem scored a hat trick. I've got <laughs> images of Andros Towns. Yes, there was that, there was that yeah, game. No. Yeah, it's a similar time of year as well, didn't he? Where they won 3 1, yeah. maybe? Or something like that. But. Aye. Um, the game on Boxing Day is at Everton as well, which isn't one of the happiest home grounds. One you toffees. They do finish the year at home to Sheffield United, though. <laughs> yeah, you know. Chris Wilder's got them playing well. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, it'd, be, it'd be interesting because, I mean, it's hard, like Pep, although in, in years gone by, so when, when Aguero was there, he, he used to play you know fantasy football roulette and, and leave him out of games mm. inexplicably. But Haaland pretty much played every single game, like, so it's. It is unusual for, for him to just been kind of left out and not, you know, the fact that there's not, no one really knows, you know, you, you say that you heard that like he might be back for the weekend and then there's rumours of stress fracture. It's, you know, sometimes when a big player gets an injury that they don't really want to announce. It's yes. A bad one. I mean, it, I could be completely wrong with that and it may just well be they rested him because they thought he's looting, but it's, I, I, it's, it's unusual. It is unusual, but I think... I mean, it may well be out for a time, I don't know, but uh, I think because they've played so many games in short periods of time, if he's had like a kick at the end of the Villa game or something, and they've gone, well, you know what, this is actually like borderline now, let's let's give him a rest for a few days. They've got Red Star in a dead rubber Champions League game this week, so yeah. they can rest him in that as well. You know, it might be all right. It's the opposite of what we were saying earlier, and it was a, a lot of teams, because of the Saudi Arabia thing, most teams, if you're going to be injured for two weeks, you're going to miss loads of games. Huh. They've got the exact opposite, really, because <laughs> it doesn't matter if he misses the you know yeah. the club World Cup, really. He probably will still play, because um, <coughs> yeah, like you say, Pep does seem to take that seriously. But yeah, it it it's happening at the right time. So I, I yeah, I think I think it's something they've had going on for a while, and you know he he did it with De Bruyne didn't he last season? He left yeah. him out for a period. Mm. Um, uh, I think it was just like um, it wasn't this time of year because obviously the World Cup was on, but he left him out for an extended period, and, and then he came back and he was brilliant at the end of the season. Well, he's meant to be back as well, end of the month, back in full train apparently. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, oh, I think they. Dave, why, why are you trying to ruin my Christmas? <laughs> but, but even with, with him, obviously him coming back is going to make a huge difference because he's a world class footballer. But they. Gundogan and Mares have not been replaced for me. I, I think that that could that could prove pivotal come the end of the season. I, I, I really think I, I think they were that important to them. I know Mares maybe necessarily didn't start every game, but he was kind of one of those players that he would come in for a period of five or six games and score seven or eight goals. I mean, he, he would have he would have played yesterday and scored without yeah, totally. Yeah. And like Gundogan, you know, he's kind of uh, as his form sort of replicated the club's form over the last few years, you know, from January onwards, machine-like. And Kovacic is a good player. Like, I rate him, but he's not the same type of player as Gundogan. I don't mm. think he's, he's settled in as, as brilliantly as they might have hoped he, he would have done. So <clears throat> I think yeah, there's a, there's a real vulnerability to City that we've not seen for a long time this season. Yeah, because they've dropped um, Foden back into midfield, haven't they? Because he was kind of playing on the right-hand side a little bit. Yeah, and, and Docker on the left, but now Foden's dropped into the middle. I, I, who, Bernardo Silva plays on the on the right, but he's not going to play there every game. No, it's, it's some, a lot. At some point, he'll be at left back. It's, 
it's quite fluid and they've got obviously you mentioned all the players there they all swap Alvarez in particular seems to just play everywhere um <laughs> But he's their main front man while Haaland's out. Well, yeah, yeah, so while Haaland's out. But... You've, got, you've got these people who normally would fill in these positions temporarily, fill in other positions temporarily <laughs> at the moment. Um, so, uh, so it's one of the reasons I don't understand why they sold Cole Palmer. Like most, yeah. most, most games he played for Man City, he came on for, um, for Mario well, or Silva. Well, he said he uh, he wanted to go. Pep, uh, after the was before Man City played Chelsea, Pep said he, he wanted him to stay because Mario's was going and he said, no, I want to go elsewhere. So off he went. I mean, can Pep just say, "Well, no, you're not." Yeah, he doesn't know. Like he's, 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 he's keeping that fat guy from Leeds on the day. Yeah. He's admitted in midweek that he ain't, he's never going to play him. That he doesn't see him in his squad. Yet he's still there. Yeah, I think no, I think that's more down to him not wanting to go. What's his name? I always get his name wrong. Johnson. Calvin Phillips. Calvin Phillips. That's it. I don't know why I can never remember his name. I think you thought. I think you thought it was like Michael Johnson, that, that the guy who was maybe the next is big Michael thing. Is Michael Johnson still there? He might still be there. Yeah, he, he probably is. He actually. Yeah. <laughs> he probably still could be. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Um, Calvin Phillips is allegedly going to sign for us in January. Um, a lot of people who were, I don't want to say in the nose, but like people who get these things right, and I don't know what their link is to the club, but a lot of people are saying he'll join in the first week of Jan on loan. It'd take him about three months to get a match. Well, that's my worry. Like, like if, if we put if, player, if, if we put him in our first game at the stadium, and he'll get murdered. Speaking of our, we, we tried well, to put it off as long as I was going to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, no one enjoyed this result. Tottenham four, Newcastle out one. Um, what fuck are you lot playing at? Oh, Chris, we've got nothing. Nothing in the tank. I'm. Uh, I'm actually kind of sick of talking about how tired we are because it's. To be fair, Eddie Howe has never once said this team is tired, this team is fatigued. He's never said anything like that. And I fully support that because that was one of my pet peeves under Alan Pardew when we played our one season in Europe. Every week, Pardew's like, oh, they're so tired. The team's so tired. And you keep telling people they're tired, they believe you. Um, whereas Howe hasn't said, you know, this team's tired or whatever. And he's always set us up the same way to play the way he wants to play. Unfortunately, at the minute, the results are very similar to when Howe first came, when he got us to play this way um, and the team wasn't conditioned for it or they weren't good enough to play the, 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 that that way um, I don't doubt these players are still good enough, I just think that, that they haven't got it in their legs at the minute and it's not necessarily playing the same team every week but we've played in a row, Chelsea at home, we've played PSG away, we went Man United at home, Everton away Tottenham away with the same players in the space of two weeks I mean, Dave, I, I, I can't believe you're being so disrespectful to talk about injuries and tiredness when you're talking about a game involving Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, I know. Uh, With their one injury. Shame on you. Uh, shame on me. We all know the injury crisis they've had. The first team in the history of the game to have injuries, despite being able to put starting lineups full of international players. <laughs> and and you, you talk about tiredness and Newcastle. Thought better of you, Dave. Oh, no. Thought better of you. I am subhuman scum, but um, <laughs> what I would say is that we, we could have done better yesterday. I mean, we kind of keep giving the ball away over and over again. But what Tottenham do is obviously they bring the two fullbacks in to sort of box you in, so your whole squad is pressed. <laughs> if you play out from the back, you're in a lot of pressure. You've got to be very good passing out from the back, and at the minute, Jamal Lascelles is not a ball-playing defender. <laughs> um, doesn't help that him and Cher both look like they're on one leg at the moment, which was very apparent at some point yesterday. Um, we couldn't. The one time we did play out, we 
should have scored off the Gordon squared it and Isaac who was it look. was it nil nil or one nil at that stage there was nil nil or six nil, minutes nil. Yeah, I, uh, I think if you I honestly think if you go one nil up at that oh, it's a different stage, game totally different you game been, you could have been two nil up at that stage wasn't Good. there another chance just before that I mean probably who knows but um, it became more and more inevitable as the half went on that we would concede and we'd concede again um, <laughs> we just couldn't keep it and I say a fair play to them because they're very very belligerent um, we couldn't play out they were all over us like a rash um, and we had nothing um, and they'd win that game by half time which allowed them to sit off a little bit in the second half we had a bit of possession um, we are really missing Nick Pope um, Dubravka I was, I was, I was Carl was quite was blown with a few of the goals on on, on Thursday night, and I said, "Well, I wouldn't have said they were keeper faults, really." Yeah. Um, but I thought he could have done better with certainly with Charleston's goal. Um, what the, what he's doing, I have no idea. And obviously, he gives away the pen. Um, words from the journalist today is that he's actually got a shoulder injury himself, so we might be looking oh, at might be, look, might be looking at Lawrence Carius this weekend. Do you, do you think uh, Do you think it was a penalty? I, I thought. I didn't. I didn't watch I thought, the replay. I, thought, I, just, I, thought it was I just assumed it was. It was. I mean, it was never not going to be given. Like it was just one of, the, one of those days where everything Tottenham did was was great. Um, according to those who are watching, um, I think we may well make a move for David De Gea at some point. Um, I can't believe nobody is. That's odd. It is a bit so odd, isn't it? Teams out there who like. Or is he just turning them down? Like he's, he's in. Oh, that's it, yeah. Because the, the, the must be clubs like Real Madrid needed a, a goalkeeper earlier in the summer, so they when they got Kepa. Um, yeah, Wolves are looking for a new goalkeeper. Uh, you know, I know mm. you're not going to go there, but like you try your hand, don't you? You're like, yeah, you're out would, of work. Would you would you have had him rather than going for David Raya? Like gen- genuine question. No, I don't. I don't think he fits our style of play. <laughs> And he's shit. No, no, he's not. He's, <laughs> all, he's, all, he's all right. But yeah, he's not the sort of goalkeeper we're looking for. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's simply better than what we've got at the minute, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is my only reason for wanting to... Well, he's, he's better than what most Premier League clubs got. I've, like, I'm pretty sure Man United fans would carry him <laughs> back into all that, rather than fucking old fucking Chris Packett. And, uh, uh, well. do, you mean, do you mean the goalkeeper is statistically, according to Ten Hag, the second best keeper in the league? <laughs> Uh, if, if you only look at one metric of goalkeeping statistics, it's, it's yeah. like he watched Jordan Henderson in the World Cup. Not Jordan Henderson. It's like he watched Jordan Pickford in the World Cup. And thought, do you know what? I want to do that. So you know how Jordan uh, Jordan Pickford makes theatrical saves and because he fucking loves the attention. Yeah. But he's good at making those saves, so he can get away with it. And Nana fucking doesn't. And Nana throws him. You see him, and he's trying to flick the ball in such random ways, and he can't do it. You're talking of uh, interesting behaviour from goalkeepers. Dave, what's your take on the, the Vicario? Oh, you know, I cannot be asked with any of this shit at the minute. It's great. You know, you know what? I want to burn the ground at the minute. It's Twitter generally up. Like, I, I, thought, every, I was hoping you were going to say the Tottenham up. Well, that, that can go next. But, but everything that happens, right, you go on Twitter and the equivalent has happened to some club at some point in the past yeah. and they didn't get the same decision and it's the worst thing that's ever happened. And now we're arguing about, he made faces at me. Yeah, well, Callum Mills went on his podcast and laughed at Richarlison when he was depressed. And then like that NACA journalist, what's he, is it Nick Miller or someone who works for, used to work for the Mirror, he works for some other twats now. I'm, I'm uh, and he comes out with something like, oh, uh, this whole like, no one likes us, we don't care, Newcastle United moniker is really wearing thin. 
when has this been a thing? Yeah, well, exactly. So when then, did like, you become Chelsea. No, exactly. <laughs> so, so then, like, all the little knackers in the world jump on this tweet. Oh, hey, here, look, he's right. No one likes them. No one gives a shit. It's a load of bollocks, right? I don't care who made face to who. When you play football, right, things happen in the heat of the moment, and it should stay within what happens on the pitch. It's happened on the pitch, and it's done with, right? We shouldn't be talking about it hours afterwards. But oh, he made faces at me. I think Wilson said that. What? Made twelve fouls against Arsenal in March 2021 and didn't get sent uh, off. <laughs> and he got sent off this weekend. Yeah, that's the sort of thing that happens, and it, it that's just exactly what did happen this well, weekend. Of course, well, of course, it did. I, well, like, what's ridiculous as well is there's you know. You actually just sort of there the Twitter shitstorm over someone making faces. It doesn't should be a shitstorm. It should be for that thug who they think yeah. is a hard man. He's not a hard man. He's a shit coward. How he's not got sent off for that? He's a, Sergio Romero is not a good player. He's not a hard man. He's a coward. He's a scumbag. No, no, I cannot stand him. He does it every game. I know. Every and they, game. And they had the goal. To send death threats to Matty Cash, oh. making a, a nothing foul, and, and honestly, I, I, I hate Romero. I, yeah, I, the fact he's not even good, but they think he's a really good player. He's, oh, not, he's like he's like, not aggression, he's like aggression twenty. What? But, yeah. but he, he's, he's, like a def- he's like a defender from the fifties, isn't he? Basically, mm. oh, absolutely. Like, they love that. But he yeah. should he should have been. Booked. They fucking won, but <laughs> how, how how the hell is that not? Okay. I, I, oh, I cannot for the life of me. And I don't know if, if any of you have seen um, from this morning, you know the, the complete waste of time that is ref watch. So Herman Gallagher, I've seen oh, this. I don't watch that. Yeah, oh. he, he, didn't Herman Gallagher say it wasn't a foul? Yeah, of course he, he did. He, he, he said it, it, that doesn't jump out to me as something that should be overturned as a red card. And <laughs> Steve, Stephen Warnock and Sue Smith's jaws huh? hit the floor. They were like... What on earth are you talking? Uh, not only is he got a stance on him, he's then swipes with his oh, stamping foot. Honestly, Dermot Gallagher will be sat in Carl's dunce seat at ball club this week because that's like <laughs> that's how bad of a comment that is. Um, uh, absolute lunacy. Um, well, he, also, he should have been booked in the first half. He was very late on armor on. And it was like, oh, wait. just book him the minute he walks on the pitch. Well, yeah. we'll just save time, wouldn't it? But it wouldn't stop him. They said, like, it would have been his fourth red card of the year. Like, who, who gets yeah. four red cards of the year? <laughs> yeah. Even, even Duncan Ferguson's looking at it going, fucking hell, Sergio. I can't right. remember, Oh, I just got a funny. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, I hate him. But, 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 with, with something like that, it's, Am I right in thinking because he got a yellow card, he can't now be retrospectively Yeah, Because oh, yeah. the, the referee has dealt with it. Mm. And, and yet Jordan, are you, is going to be... He'll miss again. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But you know what else I fucking don't like? Son. He's a little shit as yes. well. Yeah. Oh, thank oh, you. This has always been a thing, but he's got a nice smile. He's got a, nice, oh, got a cheeky little smile. Uh, he, again, he, didn't, he didn't recently break an opponent's leg. Uh, do, do you oh. know what? So, again, going back to our gang and the, yeah, the, the, the abuse to Matty Cash for his challenge, and, and they're like, their fans are going, oh, he's a filthy player. I, was, I remember like sat there thinking, Cash isn't a filthy player. And then I thought, mind you, their captain did break someone's leg, so they <laughs> do know what a filthy player is like. like uh, I mean, Son is, is a quality player, but... He he gets he gets away with behaving like a prick. Well, he's put an elbow in uh, Omron's face in the first 
what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and that wasn't a, wasn't a card. So. He, he, does it, he does it quite often. Nah, little nuisance. Nuisance club, to be honest. Little like, nuisance. Little, that's the thing. You're just a little, little nuisance. I feel like, I feel like Dave's there roughly there. Alright, well, <laughs> I'll do more than that. Good I just, I just, I mean, I don't like them. I admire Ange for the way he plays, but, like... There's not one player I like in that Tottenham team. No. And it'd it be even, like, the common nerves, like, my hands and, and the way they play. If Newcastle at full tilt, did they win that game? Like that, like that comfortably? They, they've lost four and drew, drew yeah. the last five. And they, by all, they, they should have lost to Man City as well, really. Like, but, they, they, but they're brave. They're but brave. yeah. They're yeah, exactly. The, they're playing the halfway line. Yeah, and you know they, they've done it by having to put children out because they're so <laughs> impoverished. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Never, never been done before. <laughs> Not once. No, really, yeah. You know, yeah. Used, to beat, used to beat Queen of the South and kill Marnus and all that. <laughs> so it'll, it'll work in the Premier. Yeah. Well, either Not way, they're better than us on the day. I can't argue with that. And uh, yeah. you know, hopefully, we can get some level of. Sensible back in our sources. I mean, with 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 your, uh, I saw. I think it might have been on Sky. The, the like the graphic after of like all the players out injured and like actually genuinely first team players out injured, not like mm. uh, out of the clubs who have got children injured, which apparently can't. But anyway, what's uh like? How many of obviously we know Pope is is a long term one. Yeah, but. Kind of like the other big hitters that you're really missing. I mean, so, how far away are you looking at? So I think Botman is back in training. Um, he'll probably be next one back in the team, I'd think. Um, but again, the promise hasn't played for like three months now. So yeah. how long does it take to get him back in? Um, Harvey Barnes, again, hasn't played for since the same game, actually. Chef United away. Um, he's due back. He was very close to being on the bench, apparently, but probably needs another few days. So might be on the bench, maybe Milan on the weekend. Um, Longstaff and Wilson should be okay now. Um, we've obviously lost Trippier for a, week, for a game due to a suspension, so that's awkward. But it very looks like he needs. It. He does need yeah. a break. I mean, I, I can't fault Kieran Trippier. I know he's, he made some mistakes recently, but he has won a small points games and set the standard for that. Well, most of the dressing room, I think, since he joined um, a couple of years ago. So. He's allowed to have a few games uh, off form. I'm, I'm not too uh, concerned about that. And he's going to miss a game. Of all the games we've had recently, probably Fulham at home is the one where he yeah. can afford to be missed, I hope, but we'll see. Um, other than that, I mean, no one really knows. Like Willock's out again. Um, uh, Anderson's, Anderson's. Anderson's got a broken back, as has Dan Byrne. How do these things happen? I don't really know. Um <laughs> Obviously, poor so I, had to, I had to speak to somebody today who had heat stroke. What the fuck does that happen in December? <laughs> Tricky. <laughs> what a deal. Yeah, he wasn't a Premier League footballer. How how have you dropped this at the end of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Craigie. So <laughs> uh, where to start with that? Was it all after Snowman? Like, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it shows that weird, injury, weird injuries, injuries and illnesses happen. Um, you've lost Tenali as well, obviously. Haven't you? He, he, yeah, he's he a, a big sign. Can't really uh, legislate for a man being banned for betting for a year, but here we are. <laughs> oh, 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 Have we spoke about this? Do you think Newcastle must have known this was potentially going to happen, right? Well, no, seemingly. Because um, that's the only reason I can think <coughs> other clubs didn't go for him, because the deal you got for him was pretty good for him. For him, he's a good player. 
But, I think AC Milan knew it was coming. Oh, yeah, I've got Newcastle did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's not a chance. Somebody knew this was happening. There's not a chance we would have bought them for 50 million quid. No yeah, one was a chance to be banned. Like, Maybe when they met AC Milan, it was just going, nah, don't worry about it. It's nothing serious. He'll get away with it. <laughs> mm, uh, who knows? But I wish he wasn't Can't banned. Wanted to ask you as well, Dave. I, I mean, I, you maybe I've just not quite seen it the same, and I, I've got this slightly wrong. But it feels to me as Bruno Guimaraes over in 2023 has not been anywhere near the level that he played at for 2022. Am I is that oversimplistic? Uh, or I don't think he's, he, he had been very good the last few weeks. Not so much these last two games, but. He's having to do a lot more um, shield in the back four um, without okay. without Botman being there. Like again, because Lascelles isn't the best on the ball, Bruno isn't really overcommitting because if he, he basically needs yeah. to be there when the possession turns over, which happens more often than not. So. It's a shame he didn't get that free game ban for that violent conduct. He just had a rest and done all right, now. He's already had one rest. So. <laughs> um, but he, he is important. What we do, like, yeah, he. Um, so it's more cases like the injuries in other areas means that he's not being able to play where he would necessarily yeah. want to because he's having to cover. Like basically, yeah. I mean, I think that's the case with a lot of the team. Like even like you look at Joe Linton, like some of our best work with him is when he can, him and Joe Willock can sort of double up and create overloads on that left hand side. And Willock yeah. not being there, um, that's you know another fast start player we haven't had. So um, it's just. Been making doing mending through a lot of these games. Like there hasn't been uh, a lot of the old partnerships which have got us so much success last season. Yeah. Um, it's I say it's hard to be vexed because we are ahead of schedule and I still maintain this. You know, last season was was far better than it should have been, um, and now this is more like the realistic position of where we should be with the squad we've got. Like we still got Matt Ritchie get game time for goodness' sake. Like it's. Uh, <laughs> It's not right, is it? Um, if we can find a way back in the Champions League, it'll be great. But I'm, I'm, if we do, we do. If we don't, well, hopefully we can get ourselves settled and, and have another tilt at the next season. Um, yeah, it's not a short-term thing. This it's going to take a bit of time. Well, fair enough. Mm. Let's wrap up there because we're getting on towards one minute, one hour forty, and I can feel Ross tearing his hair, um, pubes out. So let's move <laughs> on. Um, Simon, where can people find you on everything? Uh, yes, on Twitter or X, it's uh, at Siregan and uh, Villa fans, the Hotcast podcast, which, as you can imagine, is, is actually quite stuff would be smug these days. I'll give it a miss for a while. Later, <laughs> <Villa fan. laughs> the website 7500 Lovely stuff. And uh, Chris? Uh, yeah, uh, can I just really, the, the only thing I want to shout out is I am looking to start a new podcast project uh, under the Man on the Post banner, and I am looking for people to potentially get involved. Uh, the idea is, I've always spoken to a few of you lads about it very briefly, but the idea is, is I want to do like um, like article style shows, um, and I want to just like get together every every couple of weeks and just discuss a different subject. So if you're interested in potentially getting involved in that, you can hit me up on Twitter at xixbluewolfxix, 
or drop the man on the post uh, Twitter handle uh, a shout, and they'll drop you in my direction. But look, some of the subjects are going to be like like the, the first one, the pilot I'm going to do is is about um, the rise of football documentaries, a bit more prominent at the moment. But then it's going to be everything from like social media and football, talking about VAR, the women's game, um, football video games. Basically, anything connected to football that isn't just about the games, you know, the matches that are happening at the time and going from there. So, uh, but yeah, if you're interested, give me a shout. Sounds good. Um, I'm sure some of us will be joining you on that at some point or other. I hope so. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like some serious people, maybe, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's good. Maybe not. I, I enjoy speaking to you guys all the time, so I'd be more than happy with that. Oh, that's very nice of you to say, Chris. We'll be delighted. Where can, where, where can people find you, Dave? People can find me on X, Twitter, post, whatever it's called these days, uh, at CM9798. Um, the CM Cup takes place this Wednesday. Um, you can see a lovely um, introductory good luck message from Mick Quinn on my Twitter page right now. Uh, or the blog I will be up. I enjoyed that. <laughs> the blog will be up on, on yeah, Wednesday. I saw that today. It was pretty cool. Oh, he's a great lad, the Micah. Um, Scored so many goals. <laughs> <laughs> he's still in the same shape as he was when he was playing. If anything, he's lost weight. Um, you can find the show everywhere uh, at Man on the Post. Um, you can subscribe to us on everything that does podcasts, um, from Earcast to Amazon Music to everything in between. Um, gentlemen, thank you very much. For your time. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, we're all off for a lie down, but uh, look after yourselves and always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>